0: Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. This is the podcast to help you create and maintain a quality life by maintaining simple solutions. My name is Joshua Rivers and I'm your host. You can find out more information at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. I hope you enjoy this show and will share this with your social circles. All right, this is the fourth episode for the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. My name is Joshua Rivers, and you can find me at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. You can also find me on Twitter, at Joshua W. Rivers, and I would love to be able to connect with you there. And then also, if you have uh, any questions or comments and you'd like to leave me some feedback, you can send me an email at feedback at qualitylivingmadesimple.com or just simply you can go to the website and be able to click on the feedback button there. We all want to have a quality life, but we run into difficult situations all the time. So the purpose of this podcast is to understand what it really means to have a quality life and then how to build and maintain that life with just simple tools, tips, and tricks. And so, we've looked at several things already in the last several episodes, and this show is going to be no different. And so, this show is brought to you by Dev by JR. And so, that is the web design and development business that I just recently started. And I would love to help you with your website if you have any needs regarding that. And so, I can help with small businesses, you know, with ministries, nonprofit. Uh, I can help set up just a simple blog if you would like, and so I'd love to be able to help you there. If you'd like to get some more information, you can go to devbyjr.com, that's D-E-V-B-Y-J-R.com. And so today, I'm so excited to be able to have John G. Miller with me. If you don't know who he is, he's known for his work with the QBQ, and that is the question behind the question, and he works with businesses and he works with individuals about personal accountability. And so he has a new book that has come out recently and it's specifically geared toward parents, about parents taking personal accountability in their parenting skills. And so there's a lot of great content with this interview so we're going to jump right into it. All right well I have with me John Miller and so Probably most of you know who he is. You're probably very familiar with him. If you're not, then this was going to be a great opportunity for you to be able to meet him and to be able to hear some of the things that he does and things that he's involved with. And so I was introduced to him about a year ago through Dave Ramsey uh, and specifically the Entre Leadership podcast. So Chris Lecurdo was uh, interviewing him on there. And so I heard that it was recorded over a year ago, but I heard it about a year ago. And so from that time, I uh, jumped on and just knew I had to get the book, uh, the QBQ, the question behind the question. And so I'm not going to say a whole lot uh, more. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him, let him introduce himself, tell a little bit about himself. So John, thank you for joining me today. Joshua, thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Can you go ahead and just share a little bit with everybody, just some basic things about yourself what you do?
1: Sure. Well, I'm an author, and uh, that makes me a speaker because I like to get in front of groups and share what I teach. I'm 54 years old, almost 55. I live in Denver, Colorado with my wife, Karen, of 33 years. And we have seven children, ages 30 down to 14. And the first four are what we call originals, born the old-fashioned way, the homemade way, uh, created the the, whole, the old-fashioned way. And then the other three are adopted. So we have uh, seven kids total. And all I do, Joshua, is I run around the nation talking about personal accountability and the QBQ, which we can explain on this this show. And uh, I've been doing this a long time, and yet it's funny. Personal accountability seems as timely as ever, doesn't it?
0: Oh, the, definitely. The need for it. Oh, yeah. It's definitely necessary, especially today's day and age. Young people don't seem to have that instilled in them. They don't have a good example with those of us that are adults, and so the kids are have even less of that.
1: That's exactly right, and we need to show that to children. And the key in the Parenting the QBQA book, Joshua, is that's not the school's job. It always kills me when I hear all, about all these programs on bullying. Uh, excuse me, the, the meanness, which is the root of bullying, it should be prevented at home. So we've got to change the family. We've got to improve our parenting to change the world. It's not the teacher's job. It's not the pastor's job. At the church It's not the youth leader's job. That's my job as the father everything begins at home.
0: Exactly. Now, now looking through your website, I kind of did a little bit of research trying to get a little bit more background. You started the QBQ over 25 years ago. And and so was was personal accountability important to you before that?
1: Well, I would say it wasn't framed the way it is now. Um, When I first entered the training industry in 1986, I was simply selling Leadership training, management training to corporations, to executives. And Joshua, I learned there that sitting in those sessions, that's where I developed QBQ because people would say, Why do we have to go through all this change? When is someone going to train me? When will that department do its job right? Why don't I get a break? And around 1994, it dawned on me after eight years of sitting in these sessions that, you know, there's got to be a better question. So I labeled the better question, the question behind the question, the QBQ. And I started teaching people to ask, how can I develop myself, instead of asking, when is someone going to train me? I started teaching uh, people to ask, what can I do to help the other department, instead of saying, when will that department do its job right? We started teaching people to ask, how can I adapt to the changing world, instead of saying, "You know, why do we have to go through all this change? So. We took this message of QBQ, I did, and formulated it around the concept of personal accountability because it's very much their heart and soul, they're, they're connected. QBQ is accountability, and when when I'm accountable, I tend to ask QBQs. And I went out in 1995, 1996, started teaching it as a speaker, and here we are all these years later. That's all I really teach, personal accountability in the QBQ. All
0: right. Sounds great. The, the thing that I like, having read through the book, it's a very simple concept, uh, which which I mean, with the blog and the podcast here, the focus is on being able to get a quality life, but by being able to implement just simple things to be able to accomplish that. And so this fits right in with that. The very premise, at least that I got through reading both of uh, these books, is the fact that to be able to get better answers, we need to ask better questions.
1: Yes, it's premised, it's founded on the premise that the answers are in the questions. So as long as I'm asking questions that begin with why why is this happening to me then I am slipping into victim thinking when I'm asking when questions when will they get back to me when will they handle this I'm slipping into procrastination and when we ask the who questions who dropped the ball who missed the deadline who made the mistake Joshua we are then slipping into blame so when I work with people and we do this in many ways at qbq.com that's our site we provide speakers, we provide training, we provide books. We're trying to teach the marketplace, and me included, you know, this is for me me too, to take that why, when, or who question, <clears throat> excuse me, to take that why, or when, or who question and, and turn it into a what or how question and put the word I in it, the, the personal pronoun I. So instead of why don't they do more for me, we should be asking what can I do to move forward in life? And so in our world today, with so much entitlement thinking, so much victim thinking, let's be honest, with so many millions of people with their hand out, if we could just get individuals to do what I saw on the web last week, a 20-something young man walked 10 miles to apply for a job, and a guy that gave him a ride was so impressed, he hired him. See, we're still looking for work ethic, we're still looking for accountability, we're still looking for responsibility. Uh, but I'm sure there were some people that saw this little broadcast on a, I don't know, Cincinnati or wherever it was, uh, TV sh- station, that would have said, well, why aren't the buses free? Public transportation should be free. But see, that's a symptom of what we've become. We've become an entitled nation. We've become a vict- a nation of victims. And yet here was a young man, age 22, who said, I don't have the money for the bus. And he, maybe he didn't even think it w- it should be free. He said, what can I do to move forward in my life? I need to work. I need money. And he was literally walking 10 miles through a town, across town, to get to a, a place to apply. And this is what we need in America today is more personal accountability. But now that I've ranted about that, it always still begins with me. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a professional. What can I do to model personal accountability? That's the best question I can ask today.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome right there. And that that kind of sparks another thought that I had is the fact that, I mean, QBQ is so simple, But that doesn't always mean that it's easy to do. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Ben Franklin once said, if it hurts, it instructs. If it hurts, it instructs. And so it's like the magic words of of a relationship. There's two and a half of them. I'm sorry. And it hurts sometimes to say, I'm sorry, without a but, without a however. I'm sorry, but you did this. I'm sorry, however, if you would only change. Those don't work. I'm sorry. Ouch. Ouch. Ben Franklin said, if it hurts, it instructs. So personal accountability, this message, you know, hey, I'm frustrated. The economy stinks. Uh, Things aren't going my way. I can blame, blame, blame. Or I can say, well, what can I do differently today? How can I be more creative bring it back to me? Because I can't change anybody else anyway. You know, maybe I'm not happy with whoever's in the Oval Office. I can't change that. I can vote. But beyond voting, there's not much I can do. So what can I do today to be productive? it always comes back to me it is simple and it's uh like you say maybe it's not easy and yet formulating these questions what we call the qbqs the question behind the question it is easy it's simply an exercise it's a mental game sit down with a pad and a pen and ask you know what have i been asking lately that leads me to victim thinking why can't i get a job okay take that question start it with what or how put the word i in there focus it on action what can I do today to call five new employers and then I tend to have accountability in my life I tend to get moving see when I when I languish with victim thinking I'm just in a swamp and if you ever try to walk through a swamp you know how bogged down we get and victim thinking's a swamp so it can be done it's simple I won't say it's easy because that makes it sound trite but I believe it's easier than most people think to start saying you know what no excuses what can I do to change me today
0: Man, that's good. Your new book, your newest one, The Parenting the QBQ Way, going through there, I'm I'm a father now, I have a son that's six, and a daughter that's getting ready to turn four, and so as I was reading through the book, there was uh, so many of the examples that you had in there to where I could could identify easily what you were saying, some of the different stories, like, okay, yeah, I did that, okay, I did that, and so uh, just over and over, I could see all the different mistakes I was making as you were giving those examples. And then there was also some of the good examples that you were showing that I could see, okay, yeah, I've done some of that. I need to do some more.
1: Right. Well, nobody's a finished product. Now there's an an old motivational speaker phrase. The largest room in the world is the room for improvement. Well, it's kind of hokey and corny now, but you know, truth often sounds hokey and corny because we think we need to fancy stuff up. It's true. The biggest room in the world for most of us is the room for improvement. None of us are finished products. So one day we ask a really great question. The next day we slip into victim thinking and blame. The next day we get back on track. That's what progress is. Nobody moves forward in a straight line. People go up three steps, down two. Up four steps, down one. That's life. But the accountable, responsible person recognizes that winners fall forward. I love that phrase. Winners fall forward. We get up, we fall forward we fall down. Then we get up again. Then we fall forward. So it's an ongoing thing. Joshua getting better, moving toward our goals. But the minute we start blaming, whining, complaining, bemoaning, playing victim, procrastinating, we've just set ourselves back and we didn't need to. We could have practiced accountability that day.
0: Definitely. One one thing too that uh, as I was reading it or just even just looking at the book, it's not a very big book. You can go to the bookstore and you see books there. they are 200, 300, 400 pages, so forth. But this book actually, um, it looks like all your books are about the same. Uh, it looks like about 200 or 130, 140 pages long. And one thing that makes it really interesting is you have almost 40 chapters in such a short book. Is there—is there, is there a, a purpose behind that? Did you do that on purpose?
1: Did I do it on purpose? That would make me sound smart. <laughs> Yeah, my first book came out in 1998. It was titled Personal Accountability. That was the title. You can still find used copies out there probably on Amazon, Personal Accountability. Powerful and practical ideas. Good stuff. But it was 300 pages. Right around that time, a couple years later, the Who Moved My Cheese phenomenon hit, and everybody was reading this little book about two mice that they could read in 25 minutes. And though it kind of made me mad, you know... People would say, hey, have you read have you read Who Moved My Cheese? I read it in 25 minutes, and I'd want to say, well, so what? You, you met a goal. You, you read a book. But I think that's what was happening. People were saying, I finished a book today. And so it's like the way we watch movies now. Sometimes I'll, I'll turn on a 1989 movie, and I'll think, oh, my gosh, it's so slow. You know, Joshua, watch Star Trek, the original movie from 1979. It takes them 15 minutes to get the ship out of the bay. It's terrible. People have changed. Our brains have changed. People want shorter, faster stuff. Now, we can take that to an extreme. You know, like thinking Twitter's the answer to our communication needs in 140 characters. It's not. But I will say that when we wrote QBQ, we found that people really enjoyed those shorter, hopefully pithier, that's a good word, pithier uh, chapters that taught a quick point. They could read it, they could absorb it, they could practice it, and then they could read another chapter. So all of our books tend to have shorter chapters And we think they're pretty practical, and we are story-based. We tend to write all our books with stories because we know that the human mind never thinks in words, Joshua. It always thinks in pictures. And so the way you teach always is through story.
0: That's good. Another thought that I had, I don't know if the thought has come to you or anyone else has mentioned it, but just the fact that it's close to 40, they, they say that it takes 40 days to be able to establish a habit And so you do the same thing for 40 days. And by the time you get to that 40th day that you've established a habit in whatever it is that you were doing. One thing that I think I'm going to try is, is go back through these books and just read one chapter a day, just get one little story, one little principle each day. And then just each day I add to that. By the time I get to the end of that 40 days, then I should be able to look back and be able to see a new habits that developed in my life
1: certainly we would applaud that it's not unlike the outstanding book that i wrote that's the title outstanding 47 ways to make your organization exceptional there's 47 chapters there and management teams can get together and read one of those at a meeting and go out and work on it come back a week later and read the next chapter so that's the way all of my books are written
0: is there anything else that you'd like to um particularly point out um maybe one of your books maybe the recent book or just anything you'd like to add
1: well sure uh Personal accountability is for all of us. And here's how the Parenting the QBQA book came about, Joshua. I think this is a key point. I'd go out and speak, and in any audience, of course, you know, 80% of the audience would be moms and dads, and people would be saying, boy, I can use this at home, but over the years, I can use this at home, but over the years, they'd say, why don't you write a parenting book? And we thought we'd done a pretty good job you know, uh, parenting. Kristen, our oldest, is 30, and she works for me. She goes around the country speaking and our youngest is 14. The last three are adopted, as I mentioned. So we thought we had something to share. So we taught this uh, material in the Parenting the QBQ Way book and took QBQ that I'd been teaching in the corporate world for years and applied it to families. And I I think we're really excited over that because it's it's like I said to somebody recently, all these bullying, anti-bullying campaigns in schools, well, gee, that's nice, but anti-bullying should be taught at home. Kid's homes where they have been shamed and the moms and dads say mean things, there's, there's problems at home. So then the kids go to school and let's say somebody bullies somebody and then we think the school should solve that problem. No, we need to get back to the foundation of our society and that's the family where mom and dad should solve the problem. So it's exciting to know that this Parenting the QBQ Way book is, is a book that teaches character It helps us be better moms and dads. It helps us really, I know, changing the world is such a common and corny phrase. People use it so much. But if you just think about parents today teaching nine-year-olds about accountability, in 20 years when they're out in the workplace at age 29, you know, my golly, what could we be like in this country if we had less entitlement thinking, less victim thinking, less finger-pointing, and more young people saying, what can I do today to own my life? How can I be responsible. So we're really excited about that new Parenting the QBQ Way book.
0: Definitely, yeah. In fact, this week um, on the on my blog, if you go to made uh you can be able to go there. Um, all week, I'm going to be having things related to QBQ, and so uh, part of it is I'm going to look at the this book, Parenting the QBQ Way. I'm going to have a full review of that there. Then also, we'll look at some things from the original QBQ book. I'm going to have some other principles there. And so please come back to be able to look at some of those things. John, as as we're closing up here, how can people be able to get in touch with you or find some more information about you?
1: I appreciate you asking, Joshua. It's so simple nowadays, three letters, QBQ.com. Just come to QBQ.com. Our homepage is now our blog page. We're blogging more often, quite frequently, actually. We have lots to say. Follow us and then investigate, explore the website. Lots of good stuff to see there, qbq.com.
0: All right. Well, I'll definitely make sure to put that in the show notes. Um, And then also I know you're on Twitter, and so you're at qbqguy. And so I'll go ahead and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well so that people can be able to follow you there. Great. All right. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate this opportunity.
1: Joshua, thanks for having me on today.
0: That's such a great interview. I'm glad I was able to be able to speak with him for a few minutes to be able to ask him some of those questions and be able to have a short discussion there. Next week, my plan is to have an interview with one of his daughters, Kristen, and so hopefully we'll be able to have that, so you should be able to look forward to that next week. And with that, she obviously grew up in the QBQ home, and so it will be interesting to be able to get her perspective on the new book, Parenting the QBQ way, and to be able to get her perspective on that. She actually wrote the forward to that and helped in that uh, process there, and so it'll be great to be able to have that interview, so you'll definitely want to come back for that. I would also like to mention that on the blog there is going to be a couple of John's books that are going to be given away, and so you can go to simpleliving.us forward slash 004 and be able to get all the details there. There's going to be a couple of his newest books, Parenting the QBQ Way, that gonna be given away and then there's also going to be one person uh, is going to be able to get uh, not only that book but then also a couple of his other books and so it's going to be a package deal for that one person and so again go to the blog and you can be able to get all the details there to be able to sign up to be able to win one of those. And I would ask that if you did enjoy this episode, that you would share this on your social circles, and that you could be able to help spread the message that way, let other people know about the show. I would greatly appreciate that. And then also, if you do have any comments and questions, you can go and look at the show notes at simpleliving.us forward slash 004, and that'll be the link to take you to the show notes directly. And if you choose to uh, send me an email, you can send it to feedback at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. So I would definitely love to be able to hear from you. And so you can leave your questions for me to answer or for me to try to get someone on the show to be able to answer the question with me. And so I would have definitely enjoyed to be able to do that. So it could be a great opportunity to be able to get your question on, be able to get, you might even be able to set the whole topic. And so I'd love to be able to get that kind of feedback there. So I thank you for listening and we'll look forward to seeing you again next week.